The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. It's Super Sunday's series to a close today. Hallelujah. Um, second Sunday in August, we started a journey of transitioning from a single service on Sunday to two services. Hallelujah. And we are glad and we are grateful to God for how far he has brought us. Can somebody give the Lord a hand clap this morning? Let's just appreciate God. It's, it's a time of increase for us. And the increase will continue after today. Can I hear a loud amen? We learned a lot of things. Specifically, um, we started this series on new beginnings and next level. It was a new beginning, or it's still a new beginning for us as a church. And it's next level. Going from one service to two services. Pretty soon we'll launch the third service. Can I hear a loud amen? And soon after that, we'll move out to another venue. Amen. And we'll keep going from glory to glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say, as the church is increasing, so am I. Shout me too. Praise the Lord. So we taught from the beginning when God created or recreated the world, depending on how you read the book of Genesis. And Ephesians 5.1 told us to imitate God. We learned seven lessons from God. Glory be to God. I will start from the seventh one, just to give a brief recap. The seventh lesson we learned from God was that he rested. We talked about that last week, and we said everyone should understand the mystery of rest. Not the obvious natural one that I went to work, and I came back, and I rested after a good day's work. That needs to be learned but there's a deeper dimension of rest which we shared about. Lesson six was that God activated supernatural increase. The increase just didn't come by itself. We had a money mastery seminar yesterday and we we're talking about how you can make more money. And we, we, we saw that there are things you have to do. There are things God did. And you should learn to do them. He called forth. He commanded. He demanded fruitfulness and multiplication and abundance. And we thought on, we thought on how you can do that. Lesson five was that he instituted order. Genesis 1 2 says the earth was without form. It was disorderly. We know nations that are disorderly. We know people, companies that are disorderly. That's what the devil wants. God changed it. Learn to bring order into your life's affairs. Lesson four was that there is redemption with God. That's so powerful. As long as there is still mercy and grace available. And it's very interesting to note that is the theme of Dr. K's message on this recharge tour. Mercy. We said that it's because of mercy and grace. That's what regulates new beginning. You may have messed up. You may even have died like Lazarus. But thank God, even though God is a judge, he is also merciful. And his word and his promise to us is that mercy will triumph over judgment. And because of that mercy, you can start again. Somebody say, I'm starting again. 
Lesson three was that God engaged the supernatural. He used his word and he used his spirit. He did not use things that can be seen to get things he wanted to see. That's not how to do it. Hebrews 11.1 says you should learn to use things that can't be seen to create things you want to see. So we thought about that. Lesson two was that God continued. Many people are stuck and are failing in life. And please, don't make this mistake. And if you've made it, come out of it. Because they have stopped doing what they are supposed to be doing. Stopped fasting, stopped praying, stopped taking communion. I mean, I broke bread over my household this morning. All these symptoms here and there. Just in the last one week, continue. Even when you've not seen results. When God spoke in day one, he had not seen anything. By day seven, like we shared, he had not really seen anything. But he continued. And not long after that, things started popping up. That's the second lesson we learned from God. And the first lesson was that you should have spiritual illumination. Let somebody shout with us again this morning. Let there be light. Oh, hallelujah. Say with me as I step into the final quarter of this year. I can't hear you. Declare it as I step into the final quarter of this year. Let there be light. It will be your best quarter in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. It will be your best quarter in Jesus' name. Not only did we learn from God, we learned from men as well. Or institutions that men have built. The Bible teaches us to do that. So just like Ephesians 1 says we should follow God, 1 Corinthians 11 1 says follow men. Paul said it this way, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. That was another thing that was refrained over and over again in yesterday's seminar. Look for mentors. Who is the person that has results you want to see? Learn from them. And we use King's Word as an example. What we are seeing today. That Dr. K can come into the country and start going to church after church after church, city after city. And I don't know whether you followed the meetings online or you attended some of the meetings in Lagos. They were powerful meetings. That was once a vision, a thought about 30 years ago. An idea in the mind of a teenager. How did it become what it is today? That, that's how to do life. How did this person get what he got? If it is good, oh, find out his secrets. God is no respecter of persons. Follow me as I follow Christ. The seventh lesson we, we taught or we shared from King's Word is that you should live a purpose-driven life. Don't live for anything else but God's purpose for your life. Don't. If we are not living for God's purpose, what we are seeing today of King's Word will not be in existence. God has a plan for your life, is what we thought. Every human being, there's nobody that God doesn't have a plan for. And we said stewardship is a major secret. This is why I want everybody in this church to be serving God. In the place of serving, you will discover God's purpose for your life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Number six secret we shared from King's Word is the blessed and the empowered life. We saw that in Genesis, God blessed them. 
He blessed the animals. He blessed the plants. He blessed man. There's something called the blessing of God. The Bible said, it make it rich. And he added no sorrow. Learn to live under the blessing. Or with the blessing. Or by the blessing. Or for the blessing. Learn to enjoy God's blessing. So it can bring riches and eliminate sorrow. And again, we taught you, stewardship is the major driver to experiencing the blessed life. Stewardship of your time. Stewardship of your money. Stewardship of your talent. Stewardship of everything. Learn to be a steward. Fifth secret we talked about was authority and accountability. Who is speaking into your life? Very, very, very powerful secret. In fact, this is the way we ask the question. Who have you given permission to speak into your life? That Roman centurion came to Jesus. I am a man under authority. That's where that secret came from. Speak into my life. My servant doesn't have to die of this sickness. And in that same hour, the servant was healed. Somebody's finances will experience restoration in this same hour. In the name of Jesus. In this service as we praise God, somebody's marriage will experience a turnaround. In the name of Jesus. That same hour. Simply because he understood authority and accountability. Fourth secret we talked about was the miraculous. We believe in miracles in this ministry. An atmosphere for miracles to flow. That's what our church services are like. Consciousness of miracle power. That guy said, ah, I'm not going to be sick again. That's what he has been saying. He has not been sick in 20 years. And the miracle happened then. The main key to experiencing the miraculous is faith. And I remember this prophetic word as I was going through my notes. God put it on my heart to declare it over somebody again this morning. God will give you a miracle that will cause you to laugh in this final quarter of the year. Let me say it again to somebody that has not yet caught it. I said by the spirit of the Lord, God will give you a miracle that will cause you to laugh in this final quarter of 2019. Oh, hallelujah. Secret number three we talked about was spirituality. Man is a spirit, essentially. Learn to live life from the spiritual dimension. Live a spirit-filled life. Don't reduce life only to what you can see, what you can feel, what you can touch, what you can say. Don't be a doubting Thomas. We talked about that last week as well. Recognize that there is an unseen realm that runs parallel to this seen realm. And it is not the seen realm that controls the unseen realm. It's the reverse. The unseen realm controls the seen realm. So you must learn to function from that unseen realm. Intentionally engage like God, the word of God and the spirit of God to effect the outcomes and the events of things in your life on the face of this earth. And that brings us to the first two secrets. Our second secret that we learned was the word of God. We call it the uncompromised word. One day Jesus looked at the Jews. Please listen to this very carefully. I'm not even sure if I emphasized it when we were teaching. He said, you people, through your traditions, you make the word of God of no effect. That will not be anybody's story here forever in Jesus' name. 
you make the word of God of no effect. That's not how to live life. Don't allow the word of God to be compromised. And the first secret we shared from King's word is prayer. We told you about the two amazing platforms we have in this church. Pray with Dr. K, Mondays to Friday, and our own pursuit prayers. Be a prayerful person. Those two things will help you to live a spiritual life. Today, as we close this series, so in all, we've given you 14 lessons or secrets or principles with which you can learn to live life. And I can guarantee you, they will bless your life. Can I hear a loud amen? And as you keep coming to church and learning, for those of you that may be new to these things, just start engaging them and following the instructions and the things we teach in church. You'll find that you can leave all of them at any time too. I want to talk about the joy of a new beginning today. Every new beginning, normally speaking. And I want you to think about a a baby that is just born and in an ideal setting now. Talking about maybe a young couple that just got married two, three years ago and now they gave birth to their first baby. Like you should have seen the grandma that came out this morning. Joy. And even the parents. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it was. Every new beginning should be characterized with joy. In fact, if joy is not there, it may be evidence of a lack of a new beginning. And you know, we do all these things by faith in the kingdom of God. So this is the 15th and the final secret I want to give you for a new beginning and next level. Be thankful. That's what we are doing here today. Be thankful. Thank God for nine months that have come and gone in 2019. Thank God for the remaining three months that are about to to happen. You may not have what you want yet. We are not here where we want to be in King's Word. But thank God we are not where we used to be. Hallelujah. And we should thank God for that. As we are believing Him to take us to the next level. Be thankful. Be praiseful. Be grateful. And be joyful. Two quick things about joy. And please, H.O.P., start getting ready. Two powerful things about joy this morning. Number one is that joy is a choice. Somebody shout choice. Many things in life are like that. They are choices. So if you are here this morning, for one reason or another, you are not full of joy, you are not full of gratitude, you are not full of thanks, I know you may want to think it's because you lost your job. I know you may want to think it's because you have a sickness and a disease in your body. You may be tempted to think that, and I can understand that. But I want to debunk that thought pattern. That you are sick is not the reason why you are not full of joy. You are like Thomas. You are only not full of joy because you chose not to be full of joy. And maybe you made that choice because you have sickness in your body. Or you don't have money in your account. Maybe, maybe that's why you made that decision. But let me help you this morning. Joy is a choice. In spite of the sickness and disease, in spite of the challenges you are facing, you can choose to be joyful. Oh, the day you learn that, man, 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 you are ready for a new beginning. Joy is a choice. 
So the Bible teaches us in James chapter 1, verse 2, my brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse trials, not after you come out of the trial, when the problem comes, choose to be joyful. Philippians 4, 4, Apostle Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Why is he telling us to do it always? Because it's a choice. You see, if it's rejoice in the Lord when things are good, then we can understand that it's not a choice. It is circumstances based. But no, it's not circumstances based. It's based on my decision. Apostle Paul wrote that statement, Philippians 4.4. He wrote that epistle while he was in prison. The miracle that we always talk about in Acts chapter 16, it happened in a Philippian jail. So he wasn't just talking theory or anything. He was writing from experience and revelation. And that's the second thing I want to tell you about joy this morning. Joy is a force. Number one, it is a choice. Number two, it's a force. A force that if you know how to operate, you can turn around any situation in your favor. Can I hear a loud amen? So we read in Acts chapter 16, Apostle Paul and Silas were thrown in prison for preaching the gospel. And delivering a girl that had a demon. And the Bible said they threw them into the deepest prison. Chained their hands and their feet. And if you pick up the reading from verse 26. At midnight, the Bible said. Where everybody had forgotten about them. At midnight. Acts 16, verse 26. Paul and Silas were praying. And when they finished praying, they began to sing hymns or sing praises to God, which is what we're about to do in the next few minutes. And the prisoners were hearing them. In other words, they were not quiet. Everybody was hearing them. Verse 26, suddenly, hallelujah, that's what's going to happen for somebody's finances this morning. That's what's going to happen in somebody's marriage this morning. That's what's going to happen concerning somebody's health this morning. Suddenly, by the force of joy, there was a great earthquake. And the foundations of the prison were shaken. Hallelujah. And immediately, all the doors were opened. And everyone, everyone's chains were loosed. God told me that you people have not yet learned how to praise me as you ought. Now many of you, please hear me as we do this this morning. You have learned to praise me for your own chains to be broken. So you have sung praises and now you are barren, now you have children. You have sung praises, you are broke, now you have money. You have sung praises, now you are sick, you are sick and now you have health. But you've not gotten to that dimension of Paul where your praise is delivering every prisoner. Those prisoners are not, are not singing. I'm sure some of them were even mocking Paul and Silas. Why are these people making noises? Who are these painted rascals shouting at 12 midnight? Yet, somebody say yet, their chains were broken. It was so phenomenal, when their chains got broken and the prison door got opened, they could not run, they were so shocked. I mean, how can you be in prison? Then, prison gets broken, and you just, they were shocked. Somebody under the sound of my voice this morning. I don't know whether you're going to praise God with also. My own advice is that you praise God with us. But I want to tell you, by the mercy of God, 
as those of us that know a thing or two about praise, begin to praise God. Even your own chains shall be broken in Jesus' name. God told me to challenge us this morning. Take your joy to that level. Where because of your praise, there are no more beggars on the street of Lagos. Where because of your praise, some orphans can now go to school. Where because of your praise, there are no more sick people in the hospital. Everybody's chains were broken. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. H.O.P. Quickly, lift those hands where you are. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.